Welcome to the Zeitgeist Lab Collections. Uh, this is Alex, and I am here with Brian. Brian, how are you this evening? I'm doing good. I've been looking forward to this all day. I have been too. You know, I uh, got this renewed sense of, uh, I don't want to say renewed sense of joy because I've enjoyed all of this, but I feel like one of those TV producers who gets picked up for a second season uh, because we <laughs> we decided since the last time we recorded that we're adding like five more episodes to our drive. Okay, yeah, I was good. Yeah, I, I was gonna ask this off mic. I forgot. So we're gonna, so we're we're putting all our cards on the table and telling them what's going on with the extension. I, I mean, I don't want to say necessarily why. I'd like to maybe leave that okay. to our listeners' yeah, yeah. imagination. But uh, I, I, I mean. You know, we will say why uh, you decided that Drive Through Records is just you know the greatest record label of all time in terms of musical releases, and that uh, we need to talk about five more albums. Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly how that went down. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm doing okay. We're here, and like I feel like it's almost like a, a relaunch of this collection because we're we're going to get into some albums that we we had no idea we were going to be talking about until I don't know two days ago maybe. Okay. All right. So I see you're smoking. So I know oh, the answer yeah. to whether or not you're yeah, doing this you, sober or not. <laughs> I can't see you, but you can still see me. That's right. Yeah. I'm I'm a, a drippy, oozy mess over here. I'm getting a head cold, so I'm sparing Brian the uh, the, the horrors of having to see me. But yes, I can I can see you in this little box, and <laughs> it appears you're having a good time over there. So Dude, I've just been so goddamn bored all day, all weekend. I haven't, yeah. I haven't done a single thing. It's fucking five degrees out it's gonna be negative seven out this week oh, are you fucking kidding is it still no. snowing um i think the snowing is done for now we might get some in the middle of the week but yeah it's been single digits all fucking day all fucking week so i've, I've been like just bored out of my goddamn mind so i've been i've been getting just baja blasted on the couch so you've done nothing this weekend. You said it's going to get naked. So for me, or for Utah, I want to say January is usually the cold month. And usually on a typical January, we're, you know, in the teens as far as temperatures for, for high. Sometimes we'll get below 10. With, with Wisconsin, you guys get much colder than that on a regular basis? Or is this kind of abnormal yeah. for you guys at this no, point? No, this isn't or? abnormal. This is just like classic Wisconsin weather. But um, especially for the winter, but um, I'm just sick of it, man. I I, I just don't want to do anything. Yeah. It, it, it yeah. But uh. But if you're smoking, that means you finally got um. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We're Baja blasted today. Okay, but that means you finally got. What were you waiting for? The the pre-rolled papers or something? Is oh the the King Palms? Yeah, yeah. That's why it. you weren't smoking last time we talked about this. That's right. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember mentioning that. But yeah, that is, that is exactly why. And where do you get the like? I, I swear you uh, said you were I'm waiting for them. I get them off of Amazon. Oh, okay. The, the the Porto shop had some, but. They like they won't sell anything to you without a with, with without a proper ID, and I have an expired driver's license. So gotcha. They like turned me away last time I Ubered all the way there and everything. So. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, I was like, fuck it, I'm never coming back. Do you have? I mean, uh, this is boring. I was gonna ask if you have Amazon Prime, but I guess I don't really care that much. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I, I go back and forth on it. Yeah. Yeah. I forget I have it, and then I'll look at my bank account and be like, why do I have this? 
So I know, uh, I know over the years yeah. you've said that one day you're going to be the CEO of Clonopin, but there is that opening at Amazon <laughs> coming up. So do you think you're going to fill that? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I could. Yeah, I could do that job just just fine. I think and, anyone could. I don't know. Yeah. What, I mean, Jeff Bezos probably did a lot at the beginning, but I, as far as I can tell, he does nothing now. So. Yeah, I would. I would love his job. You know, just to collect money all day. I'd. I'd get. I'd get a lot. I'd give a lot of it away though. So you would uh, like him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I would I mean, try to solve world hunger, unlike him. I mean, do you think it's is it as easy as just money? Like, there's like a Twitter account I think that I always see. It's like, did Jeff Bezos end world hunger today? And of course, every yeah. day they tweet no. <laughs> and I mean, he could be doing a lot more, but I don't think it's as simple as just writing a check. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's just some. That's just a, like it's kind of a cynical way of looking at it. Like, if you have you can you just assume if you have that money, you can do anything, literally anything. But I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, that is, I feel like that does come down to just a money thing at the end of the day. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, anything else? What is he going to do now? I mean, I think he's still, this is what I'm confused about. He's still going to be the executive chairman of the board or something like that. Okay. So I don't really know what that means. I assume it means he still gets a salary because, you know, he needs that money. Right. Well, fuck okay. him and fuck Tom Brady. Who do you hate worse? Uh, probably oh, easily Jeff Bezos. Really? Yeah, easily. Yeah, it's an evil man. So is Tom Brady. Yeah, but like, I mean, I but he, but he's like one of the richest people on earth, and like he could. So I don't know. He he could solve a lot of the world's problems. I think he could. Yeah, he money. chooses not to. Yeah. That's one thing I always wonder about, like, because I'd like to think that if I had that much money, I'd try to solve some of the world's problems. But I guess you just have to be super selfish to get that much money, though. So it doesn't surprise me that people like that don't. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Tom Brady's just good at a foot, uh, at a sport. And he's not even the greatest athlete in the world. Not even one of the top ten. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. just the best at his sport, you know. Not yeah, and yeah. arguably so. I think Aaron Rodgers is better. Look, Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback as well. <laughs> At some point, you've got to factor in he has one Super Bowl or two. Oh, uh, he has one. Okay, I mean that's six less than Tom Brady. He, yeah, but he's he's more fun to watch. I'll give you that. I fucking hate watching Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. See, that's that's what makes him better. Like, I think he's he's more fun to watch, and that's like the. Man, That's thinking. more or less the point of football, of watching football. So. At the very least, I think we can agree that Tony Romo was the greatest quarterback to never win a Super Bowl. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, I, I have such limited knowledge of like who who else is in that position. And then there's Dan Marino. Oh, that's right, yeah. Jim Kelly, just to name a few that should have won Super Bowls if True. If they were yeah. better, but Tony Romo is better than any of them, and he's he's probably better than Tom Brady as well. Oh, he Tony Romo is better than Dan Marino. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't uh -huh. know about that. I do. Oh, uh, I don't know. I can't go with you <laughs> on that one. Okay. All right. Should we get to what we're here to talk about? I guess. I mean. Do I mean? Do you have anything else that, that we need to go over? I mean, I'm fine with kind of going <laughs> going wherever. No, I just don't know how to rein like, us back in eventually. Yeah. 
I just do we have to talk about this album? Yes. We have to get to it eventually. I mean, that's literally, I mean, if someone's listening, the name of the album is the title of the episode. How can we not talk about it? That's true, yeah. Okay, well then we're here to talk about the album Spread the Rumors by Socratic. Yeah, I guess we are. All right, well, let's check in with Marsden this week, who is back after a brief hiatus. Marsden, how are you doing? No, I am doing pretty good. Thank you. I, uh, I'm glad to be back on and... Uh... Sorry again for the absence, but I appreciate you guys being accommodating and uh, excited to dig back into it. Oh, absolutely. So we are here this week to talk about the album called Spread the Rumors by the band Socratic. Um, I think I just barely let you know the other day that we had added some more uh, covers to our presentation here since we added more episodes. I don't know if you've had a chance to look at this or go through this, but... uh, yeah, I think if you can see my screen here, this is the cover for the album we're talking about this week. Yes, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I feel we, we've done one by this band before. Haven't we have. They, okay. they were the ones that um, in the episode you guessed on, the cover looked like little Lego people underneath the sky. Right. Yes, yeah. Um, very different vibe on this yes. one. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming I, you, you're listeners we usually pull they pull up the art i'm assuming i so guess i hope too. i don't um, know <laughs> or if not just theater of the mind but uh, yeah. I mean, for those who i guess aren't looking at it um i'm kind of puzzled by this one because i mean obviously what they've gone for is like it's supposed to look like a like a tabloid um right. and it is very convincing um in that like it genuinely looks more like a tabloid cover than an album cover and I don't know whether or not that's a good thing, um, you know, in that, like, it's it's weird because on one hand, I feel like, uh, you know, if there is any objective measure of, of success in art, um, one of the most obvious things you can look at is, is whether the artist has succeeded in creating what they endeavored to. And obviously, like, this genuinely does just look like a clipping from from a tabloid rather than an album cover right but i'm just like i i as i stare at it i'm trying to imagine looking at a, like a record or a cd with this art and holding it and it just strikes me as very odd you know yeah, uh-huh. um, it's uh but i mean uh I, w- I will give to them that um it's a it's a novel concept and as i said one that they've carried through pretty well um like they've they've done a good job of it and and i i do appreciate the um the individual stories that are on it are are kind of funny are are any of these like are these like song titles or, or references to something or are they just so none, yeah, none of them are song titles um but I mean, there's a couple interesting things that I think I, I'd want to note to maybe put it in context. Um, mm. First, all these pictures are actual members of the band. So we've got band yeah, members sense. in each of the pictures. Um, now, I I kind of, I always saw this cover as like kind of a cop-out. Like they didn't know what they wanted to do. So yeah. they just like grabbed some pictures of themselves and were like, oh, how could we kind of shoehorn this into... To like looking like a tabloid. Now the the lead single was called um, "Boy in a Magazine," and the premise of that song is basically mm-hmm. about he's going to go off and be famous, and he's you know, you'll just know him as a, a boy in the magazine. And so I feel like they're kind of playing with that here with the whole uh, you know 
tabloid look. The other, the other um, interesting thing to point out, I guess, would be one of the, the headlines they have here is Aliens Exist. Um, funnily enough, this album was produced by Mark Hoppus of Blink-182. Oh, okay. Um, post the whole first breakup with Tom. So I don't know right. if that was kind of like a little nod to that or maybe that's throwing actually, a little shade or something with the Aliens yeah. Exist. But. Yeah, that's, I mean, if that's the case, that is kind of funny. I feel like that can't be accidental. Right. Um, or, or I mean, it can't be accidental in being a nod to Blink. I suppose it might be accidental that they made a reference to Tom instead of to Mark, in which case <laughs> right, that would yeah. be very awkward. <laughs> yeah, to realize sure. <laughs> Um, but I but I know what you mean in, in terms of saying that it seems kind of like a, a, a cop-out in a way. I think that that's maybe what I was... Um, I, I'm glad that you put it that way because I feel like I was kind of like circling in on that idea and I couldn't quite put my thumb on it. Um, but before when I was saying like, I feel like by some measure, this is a successful piece of art, but it also doesn't feel right as an album cover. And I think that in, in you're pointing out that it, it just feels kind of like they picked something random because they didn't know what to do with the album cover. I think that's exactly it. Like it, it, it just feels like they, it is a, if what you're trying to do is make something that looks like the cover of a tabloid, yes, you did a good job, but that doesn't necessarily satisfy the question of whether or not that's a good choice for a, an album cover. And right. I don't necessarily feel that it is. Because even if it is supposed to tie into this, uh, you know, boy in the magazine idea or whatever, I mean, um, yes, certainly some tabloids are in a magazine format, but like tabloid newspapers and, and the connotations associated with them is like, that's like a very specific sort of media. Yeah. And certainly not all magazines are tabloids and not even all tabloids are magazines. So, I mean, <laughs> right, it, yeah. it feels like, if that's the connection that they are trying to make, um, then they are, uh, they did the wrong thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> but like it, yeah. I mean, all, all things considered, it just seems like a, a weird choice. And again, one that I just think like, if I were looking at this as the cover of an album, that just doesn't look good to me. Um, it would make more sense. Like if this is the insert, you know, in a record or, or if this was even like the art inside of a lyrics booklet or something, yeah. I'd be like, okay, yeah, whatever that, you know, cause so often the design inside of inserts is already kind of like a little bit collagey. So if they just jumped from that to this kind of like blocked out tablet cover, I'd be like, okay, I get it. It's like a very slight visual joke, but it makes sense in this context. But but having it as the actual album cover itself seems um, just strange to me. Um, and again, pointing to like it being lazy, like some, so, I mean, to describe it in better detail, I mean, for anyone who doesn't have it in front of them, it, it looks like a tabloid. The first picture mm -hmm. is, I think one of the guitar players, he's swimming with a dolphin and the, the headline or whatever reads, man weds dolphin. <laughs> okay. Fine. And then the next one over appears to be two of them in the back of their tour van. And it just says big heist robbers escape with 1 million in art and jewels. And that's like, I mean, that picture doesn't even suggest that. It's like, they just picked a picture. Like, it's well, just it'd be funny to go van. along with that. Like, like, yeah. tour. <laughs> and then there's one, like a picture of just one of them. And it says missing man found. And then another one, and then the lead singer is holding his hand out and it just says caught red handed. Like it's, I, I think maybe it could be better executed if you're going to go with this premise, which I agree is 
shaky at best. Yes. You could actually plan out what the pictures are going to be instead of just pulling in a bunch of random pictures and going, oh shit, how do we, how do we make, like, what kind of headline can we make for this? Yeah, well, especially because, I mean, that's, you know, it's funny because now that you point that out, I suppose that they were, they hit the nail on the head in terms of like the way that tabloids are laid out. Right. But just as you say, in terms of the pictures themselves, if you actually start to look in detail at them, there's no way that pictures of these scenarios would look the way that these things do. <laughs> right. And also, again, I, I feel like the other thing is that while I understand that part of the joke, I guess, is that it is the members of the band in the images that also kind of intrinsically erodes the visual in, in terms of the fact that like it's supposed to be a tabloid and it's all of these unrelated stories that have the same people in them right like it all it almost would have even though like like i get that that's the joke but it's i don't know i maybe maybe this is just me being pedantic but i always kind of feel that like if if the joke um has that kind of like self-eroding element to it I feel like you have to be able to play pretty deftly with sort of like post ironic, you know, like a laughing at yourself a bit to be able to carry that out or else it just looks inept and, and <laughs> slapdash. Yeah. And certainly in the context of like a, you know, a, an album cover, there is not necessarily that, that room to joke around and, and do a sort of, you know, even like Tim Eric, he sort of like, we put a lot of effort into making it look like we didn't put any effort into this sort of thing. Because, right. you know, when it's just like a static album cover, you're just looking at it and you're like, oh, it just looks like they didn't try. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, all that being said, I'm not sure what any of that says to me about um, what the music is going to sound like in it. Um, I, I cannot remember from the last time that we listened to Socratic, except that when you reminded me of the Lego man, I recall that that made me think that it was going to listen to Sunny Day, like it made me think that it was going to sound like Sunny Day Real Estate, Right. Uh -huh. although I don't seem to recall that that was actually the case. Um, so, I mean, if there's anything to go off on this album cover, I, I suppose it's just that uh, I feel like it'll go one of two ways. Either okay. it's the... Either the apparent lack of effort in the cover reflects a lack of effort in the music, or they actually legitimately worked really, really hard on this album. Then we're like, oh, we spent all of our time thinking about the music, and last minute we realized we forgot to think about the cover. Um, okay. But neither of those is, is really a good sound evaluation. And uh, without uh, stealing on the one kind of clue that you threw my way in terms of uh, Mark Hoppus producing it. Um, yeah, um, all right, should we take a listen then? Yeah, you know, yeah, let's, uh, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm trying to feel, feel the spirits in the area you now. Okay. Like, I'm trying to do a little bit of a, uh, one person seance to get the vibe. <laughs> I, I feel, I feel like this is, um, this is fairly loose, but I feel like it's going to air on the side of. Um, I have I have a very much a soft spot for all American rejects. 
Okay. But um, I also feel at the same time, as much as I have a soft spot for that group, but they are on like the side of pop punk where I always kind of wondered where the like punk element of it was. Okay. Um, both aesthetically and musically. Mm-hmm. Um, and if for some reason I'm like connecting to that here um i feel like i've said that a whole bunch of times there's there seems to be a lot of music on this label that is stuff that i am able to identify as like i understand that in the broader sense of what people mean by punk that this is connected to it but it is not it and doesn't resemble what i think of as or grew up with in terms of punk but yeah i don't know uh, all american rejects is, is what i'm thinking okay all right well here is the first single from this album it's called boy in a magazine <clears throat> This is going to be a very weird description. Do you know what this kind of sounds like to me? What's that? Have either of you guys ever listened to um, uh, Desperseiros? Uh, it like yeah. Oberst's punk band. Okay, mm, so I haven't. No, I haven't listened to them. That band, to me, I always, no matter how many times I, I listen to their stuff, it always is like kind of surprising to me that it was stuff written by Connor Oberst because even though it is so distinctly his voice uh-huh. style of music feels very far removed from Bright Eyes um, and, or, and yeah or any, you know, like, anything else he's done yeah well exactly yeah you're, you're totally right Brian like it just feels like tonally and aesthetically removed from the rest of his musical output and and I say all of that to say this sounds this band, Socratic, and this song <laughs> sounds like what I would assume Desparaseiros would sound like if I had not. Oh, okay. Or yeah. knowing that it was like Connor Oberst's quote unquote punk band from when he was younger, I would think <laughs> that it sounded like this. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get real with both you guys right now, and I'm gonna tell you that I've never listened to Sunny Day Real Estate. So are you right? Are you wrong? Like Oh no, I'm definitely no, I'm Yeah, I'm, this doesn't sound anything like Sunny Day Real Estate. Okay. No. No, for sure not. Um I, I think like um yeah, no, no, not okay. at all. <laughs> <laughs> um I wouldn't necessarily say that I was right either by thinking that it would sound in any way like all american rejects because i mean it's so it certainly sounds more like them than it does like sunny day real estate yeah or anything else we've named yeah yeah exactly um i'm always i i will admit uh brian i'm always um i i find often when i mention a particular band you will chime in with just a oh and i'm always (laughs) after that i'm always trying to analyze uh the like 
I'm trying to learn the tonality of your art. Right. There was definitely like some like judgment there. You're like, I've got a soft spot for American reject, all American rejects. And Brian's like, ah, oh. like, is that oh, yeah. good like, or bad? <laughs> it's so clear that you are. Um... It's, it's like my way of knowing like, like everyone, like I, I, it's my way of letting everyone know I'm still there. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but at the same time, yeah, there's like some depth to that where it's like, it's not like, like I could totally like feel you just being like, oh, is that a good oh or a bad? Yeah, one hundred percent. Every time you do it, it's I'm I just found myself <laughs> like like I'm trying to figure out what the uh, particular tenor of that was. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, All right. Well. Yeah, I'll have to think about that more now. Yeah, I'll be, I'll, I'll be listening closely for your own. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I think that's. That's going to do it for this time, Marston. Thank you so much, and we'll we'll see you next time. Absolutely. Looking forward to it, guys. Okay, so I'm guessing you did not enjoy having to listen to this album. Yeah, if we're going to go right into it, um, I did not well. care for this at all. Yeah, dude. Like, I mean, maybe it's because I had a bad week, you know, just like mentally, you know, and just in life, and I just, like, this couldn't cure it. I was maybe, maybe I was looking for something to cure my, my like, just, my like bummer of a life right now so can i okay i want to ask you something and if we get like if this question you don't care for and you want to cut out just let me know we can but we've had a lot of um albums that we've listened to and it's and i we i don't want to talk about this one in particular because we haven't gotten to it yet but there are some that we've talked about where you say that maybe the reason you didn't like it is because of something else going on in your life, whatever that may be, everyone has things come up. How so? How much of your opinion on music is affected by the mood you're in when you consume it? Uh, I, it's not really a ton. Okay. Um, I like I, I say those things just as like just kind of wondering out loud. Gotcha. If that's the reason why, like. Um, but no, this like I don't know. This one was like I got close to liking it a couple different times, and like I don't know. But like I couldn't help but think this time around. Um, hold on, dude. No, we can't go outside. The cat keeps standing by the door and crying. Wanted wants to go, to go outside. outside. Yeah, she wants to leave the apartment. Yeah. Oh. Do you guys go outside a lot? Sometimes I indulge her if she just if she like gets really annoying about it. Yeah, you put her on. And a I'll leash. kind of take her for a walk around the building. Oh, so outside, right it's not like yeah. your house, or it's not like your. No, we're not going outdoors. No, oh, we're just walking. Gotcha. Like we'll like walk through like the lobby, and we'll go down to the basement and walk around. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so let's explore. You said you got close to liking it a few times, so I yeah. want to hear about that because I like, love this album. So I want to hear where you almost liked it. Um, I I couldn't tell you like off the top of my head. I'd have to look at the track listing here, but um, <laughs> just tell your cat to fuck off. Like politely, yeah. Like you said, please. That's like, true. Can, dude, can you fuck off, please? Like, <laughs> I always, I always say please. Like, I can't, I can't be like that mad at her, you know? Yeah, she's a cat. Yeah, she's my baby. Um, 
but yeah, I got I got close to liking this. I, I wanted to like it more than I did. Like, but um, but yeah, but this time around, like your your like assessment is kind of correct in a way where like like I kind of had like a I had like unrealistic expectations for it because I had such a shitty week. I was like, all right, we're gonna pod at the end of this, at the end of the week. It's gonna be. It's going to be great, and the album's going to be great, and then it wasn't great. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know how part of that is, like, is real, you know? Like, I don't know if that's, like, truly, like, influenced my opinion on it, but, like, um, yeah, I don't know. I can't help but think, like, this caught me at a, a different time. Maybe I'd be into it. Okay. Yeah, maybe I maybe I could listen to it a couple more times. I'd feel differently, but yeah, I didn't. I yeah, this just really wasn't doing it for me. Like I was, like, I definitely wasn't in the mood for it when I was listening to it. Even though like today was like pretty regular, and I'm kind of like finally getting used to everything. Yeah, being the way it is. All right, so yeah, uh, so you you love this album. Yes. Why 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 is that? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I just, I think it's got, well, first of all, it's produced by Mark Hoppus. And I do think that Mark is, oh, really? is a tremendous producer. I think he's done a lot of great work as a producer out uh, for drive through bands and uh, other bands, you know, Motion City Soundtrack. So that was, when I heard that they were, that he was producing this album, I got really excited about this because this is a band that I've been following since 2005. And this was a release from 08. Oh, so you, you've been into this band, really? Well, so it came, uh, I mean, I don't know if you remember, we talked about their, their first LP with Marsden and the cover is like the one that looks like the little Lego people. So, oh yeah, yeah. Like after I decided I was going to start collecting all the drive through records, um, that was one I saw on Best Buy and I just was like, oh, this cover is so cool. So I picked it up and I listened to it and I thought, okay, these, I mean, it's kind of like something corporate light, like it's piano driven, there's guitars, but it's, yeah, not, it's not as good yeah. as something corporate. So yeah, I got into them at that point and then, you know, I was anxiously awaiting their follow-up which took you know another two and a half years after i found that album but when i heard they were doing it with mark hoppus i was really excited because I, I do like his work and so i think that's a large part of it but i do think i think the piano playing is is really good i think he uh, it does sound good so yeah he's a good producer yeah and i think he's i think the the piano is really good it's different from andrew um and that's probably part of what makes it you know something corporate light it's more in like a classical piano vibe like you can feel like a lot of full chords and like a lot of flourishes whereas especially with something corporate the piano is just kind of like a it's a driving force and uh it's it's almost taking the part of another rhythm guitar or something which is fine um but in this there's like a lot of open guitar or sorry um piano runs and passages that Vinny, the piano player does i think really well and the guitar sounds really good and i always come back to vocals there's there's just some great harmonies on this one and and i think the tunes are catchy as hell to be honest with you so i i think it's a, a really a good release and there have been albums that we've talked about so far this season that i liked at the time and went back and had to listen to in preparation and thought oh yeah I, don't, I guess this really wasn't that great but but i really enjoyed um you know spending some time with this one over the last few days hmm. damn yeah well it is yes um, I, I agree that like a lot of the songs are really catchy, but but like I don't know like what are some of the highlights on this one for you? 
So I really like the the first single, the one we played at the intro, Boy in a Magazine. I think it's uh, I, I I think that has some of the best harmonies, especially at the chorus. I I I am definitely a person who likes to sing along with songs, and whenever I can, I try to sing the harmony instead of the melody, and that's like a really easy one to find, and it's accessible but still sounds sounds really good. Um, you know, I really like the the one about. Uh, <clears throat> uh it's like the 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 broken home one i really enjoyed that one i can't think of it off the top of my head now of course but um i always kind of thought it it lulled at the end it kind of i can see how someone might say it drags on but listening back to it again today like even that really long ass song it's like five minutes uh diamond in a world of coal or something like that i think it, oh yeah i like that one yeah i think that one was really good and it has some some of the piano and the way the guitar interplays with the piano it sounds a lot like uh, elton john who i'm a big fan of uh, and then it has like the cool guitar solo at the end so even stuff i didn't appreciate about this uh you know 12 or 13 years ago i i do now yeah um i really liked um Janice Joplin hands. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Long distance calls. I thought was really good. Yeah, the long distance calls. That's the one about like the broken family and the deadbeat dad or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, those songs really stuck out to me. Um, I guess I can't say I would. I liked them, but they did stick out. So. Okay. But you um, said you liked the the diamond in a world of coal. Uh, I think it's yeah, the that was cool. I yeah, generally like that one. Nice. Um. But yeah, going through the track listing here on my phone, I'm just like looking through it. Like, so as a smoker, what did you think about the smoking one? What's the smoking one? Which one is that? May I bum a smoke? Oh, may I bum a smoke? Um, well, I'm not like a smoker smoker. I'm a weed smoker. I'm not like I'm not. Well, he doesn't specifically say cigarettes in the song. He's just talking about how he's yeah. gonna smoke. Until... Well, when you bum a smoke from someone, usually that means you're not bumming a whole joint from someone. That's crazy. <laughs> Don't, I don't. Time. I don't know. That doesn't happen. Okay. Who's who's giving whole ass joints to people? That's true. But again, the song doesn't actually talk about. I don't know why it's specifically called that because the chorus is just about how he's gonna smoke forever. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that one was okay. Like, um, now that I remember it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just like it. Um. I kind of like thought this album was going to be like really generic and really like kind of one note. And uh-huh. um, it does kind of stick to the one thing that it's sort of like something corporate light style you were talking about. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Something just that you didn't click with me about it. I'm trying to figure that out. Okay. So this is and again i know i'm contrary and that's no surprise but i was always kind of shocked this band didn't do more and didn't have more of a following and so one of my favorite stories i guess about live shows that i've gone to um they so i live in the salt lake valley area the next there's like another metro area that's about an hour north of here called ogden and it's not as nice as Salt Lake. It's, you know, more, um, it's just more run down, I guess would be the best way to say it. Like the, right, right. So anyway, back in 2006, maybe 2007, 
uh, Socratic actually came through on a tour and they played at that particular venue. And the girl I was dating at the time and I really liked Socratic because of, um, you know, the Lunch for the Sky albums. We're like, oh, cool, they're coming. Let's go check this out. It was this little shitty club on like Main Street, like the Main Street of Ogden, whatever that's called. And so we go and they're like, they're the headliners. So there's a couple other bands like opening for them that I'd never heard of. Um, but anyway, like long story short, <coughs> excuse me, uh, my girlfriend and I were the only two people who showed up for the whole show. Mm-hmm. so it was just us and socratic and so like they came out Damn. and talked they came out and talked to us before and they were like oh yeah thanks for coming and i'm like we like i didn't want to be a like a prick like oh or have all of your shows been this poorly attended but i mean they kind of alluded to the fact that it hadn't been that bad but you know some, some shows <laughs> have done better than others and then wow. they're like is there is there a particular song you want to hear since you're the only people here and i I told them like my favorite song from Lunch for the Sky and uh, they're like, oh, cool. And then the lead singer's like, yeah, our bass player's new and he can't play that one. So sorry, we can't do that one for you. And then I felt like oh, like, like a total asshole because I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like I thought because it was like a deeper track. And I was like, oh, I bet they'll like it if I say this. I mean, I do really like the song, but, you know, I think an artist would like to hear <laughs> that I want to hear like their deep track. Like, oh, yeah, sorry, we can't do that one. I was like, ah, shit. Now I feel like a total dick. Yeah. That's awkward. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's definitely weird. Like it's just them up there and the two of us every, after every show, we're just like politely clapping. Like, good job. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's something about that is not, uh, it's, it takes something away from the typical concert uh, feel. I guess. Yeah. You don't feel like you're at a concert so much as like you're at like, um, you're like at like their practice space or something. Yeah, or like you feel like you're the best friend of the high school band that's playing to no yeah. one instead of a band that's signed to like... Like you're watching your homies. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. The damn thing. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's funny. I don't think I've ever been to a show like that where I've only, like been the only one there. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely cool. We got autographs and got to talk with them and I should, I should have asked to like... I don't know. I'm bad at stuff like that, but they... Looking back on my mm-hmm. shit, like, hey, let's go do something. I don't know. Like, it'd be cool to hang out with a band, I think. Yeah. Like a, like a band that's not just like, like a local band. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's always fun. Um, yeah, I remember one time, um, the, one, the last time I booked a show, and too many people showed up, and we had to move, we had to move venues a couple times. Oh wow! Um, everyone, like I was like stress. I was like stress drinking my way through the show, <laughs> like because I never, I never hosted an out of town band before. Okay. And like, um, my my like final memory of the of the night is like listening to Dirty Sprite Two by Future. Like okay. that had just come out, which is like now considered like a classic, like trap record okay and we were like we were in i was in the, the in the van with the band we were just like blasting that like on our way to like the third venue change and i was like just drunk as shit and like, <laughs> uh, and, like um yeah and then um they like um they're a hardcore band they're, the band's called minority threat they're like um 
it's like four black dudes playing like hardcore punk, hence the name Minority Threat. You okay. Know? Like you know the band Minor Threat, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you get the, you get it. Uh-huh. Some people might not. I don't know. Um. Yeah. Um. What was I saying? They um. Yeah, like the venue, the venue changed like three times, and like my yeah, my final memory is like just listening to that in the van with them, and then we got there, and that we got to the we get to the venue, and then um, the band that's playing this bar um, that like that's like letting them use their gear and shit is like this really weird glam rock band that I've okay. never heard before. They're just like there's like these like. He's like just I don't know these weird looking white dudes, like with like just like glitter on their face, just <laughs> giving their their amp like letting them letting this other band, this hardcore like this random hardcore band from Ohio like letting them use their amps and shit. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was fine. So did you do a lot? Like I've heard you mention before, um, booking. Shows. I've only booked that- like a couple shows. Okay. Is that something you still try to do, or is, like how did you get involved I was, in that? Yeah, like right before, well, I was gonna get back into it, and then the pandemic happened. Like I was, like, um, talking to at least like at least three different people on Twitter about booking them here. Nice. Yeah, and then the pandemic happened. Well, that's cool. Yeah, so hopefully, once music starts happening again. I'll be a little more successful at booking shows and not just so you stress drinking my way through. So you would say was not. I mean, so you would say you weren't successful at. I mean, that doesn't sound like the greatest story. But how did the other ones go? Or were they all? Kind well, of... that was, well, that was good because too many people showed up. Well, yeah, that was a good thing. Them. Yeah. Yeah, and then they, they they got to play to an okay crowd. Yeah. But um, so that was actually kind of successful. Just. Okay, I found um, this picture here. This is a picture of me in the parking lot of Best Buy right after I bought this album on the day that it came out. <laughs> so this is May of 2008. Yeah, I'm in Murray, oh, Utah. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> so if that shows you how excited I was, I took a picture of myself with the CD before I've even unwrapped it, as you can see. <laughs> That's fucking funny. <laughs> All right, should we get into to the few videos I have here? I, I won't yeah. torture you too much, mainly because this band is so small, there's really not a lot to, to torture you with. How unfortunate. Yeah. Okay, this is them playing Buena Magazine at some radio promotion, it looks like. So I like that the guitar player, not the guitar player, the piano player is just like sitting there letting his He's just chilling in the back, like, you know. He looks like some middle-aged dad looking at the piano, like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this thing? Yeah. So, like, when I see, when I see this, they're sitting in front of, like, some really shitty radio banners with a piano that's just, like, plugged into a wall outlet. I'm like, this does not look like a band that is signed to a label that was as big as drive through Records. Like... Right. <laughs> this is the era of dudes just wearing vests. 
Oh yeah, well yeah, we got the vest. Yeah. And then the singer's wearing like a sports jacket, and then yeah, I don't know sport, what the fuck yeah. those piano players wear. It's like a a white t-shirt with like a trench coat. It's not a trench coat. Like a, it's a yeah, it's a mustard colored jacket. <laughs> he kind oh yeah, he does kind of look like Dwight from The Office when you said mustard colored. Like if his whole shirt was that color. Yeah. Okay, here's them playing the same song with a full band. If my internet will load. From the Deep Rock Drive. That's another new song it's called Boy Let's Magazine. Let's get a little bit further into it here. Oh yeah, I especially didn't like this song. You didn't like this one? No. <laughs> I, I, I thought this one was so corny for some reason. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Yeah, they have like a weird energy about them that I that's just like I just don't I just can't vibe with. Okay. Yeah, it's I think and I'm I'm starting to like realize that more as we watch these live performances. I'm just like it's kind of confirming my bias of like not <laughs> not being into it. Okay, here's them playing May I Bum a Smoke. Hi, champ. <laughs> same, it's like the same show as the last video we watched. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look at the, like, like, look at the man in the vest again. Like. <laughs> yeah, the vest is a bad look. I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll, 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 just, uh, that's another thing I don't like about this band. Too many vests and sport coats and that, like... You know, like this bass player. Well, maybe it's a guitar, but either way, it's wearing, like, a jacket over, like, a T-shirt. It's yeah, just, it's, it's like... Weird. Just wear a suit or don't, you know? <laughs> okay, here's them playing... I, I know you said you didn't like... But this is still my favorite song from the album. It's them playing Boy in a Magazine again at... Uh, I don't know, some live show from July of 2008. Oh, look, he's wearing suspenders over a t-shirt. Yeah, the fashion is like starting to like overtake the music is what I hate more. Okay, I'm definitely hating the fashion more than the music at this point, for sure. Okay, so like I said, there's not a lot of uh, Socratic stuff here. So I found this, though. This is them. Uh, this is like very of the era where record labels feel like they need to make like digital internet content. So this is like an e-card of them wishing everyone a happy holiday. Oh, jeez. Yeah, this was like a late signing, Hello. right? Yeah. Holidays are uh -huh. a very special time to me. Often, while I am at the fireside, jellying my yams, I have to stop and reflect and think of those who mean so much to me, like all of you. And that's why I say from the bottom of my heart, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Like, who, who We're get, like, and who's receiving this? Everyone like, out there to make sure that you guys are I, I don't know, nice, maybe it's some sort of drive to Records email list. Nobody likes naughty uh, people. Santa doesn't like them. I talk to him. 
I know firsthand. Last year I was very naughty, and Santa gave me a bear without a body. <laughs> I want a body. Happy holidays from Socratic to you. Idea was it to wrap me up? I've never, I never felt more uncomfortable watching anything in this podcast. <laughs> What's so uncomfortable about it? I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. There's some other stupid shit like that. Uh, oh, this is so. I would just feel, yeah, I'd feel mad, embarrassed doing something like that if I was a fan. <laughs> I think so too. So this is them providing an update on their recording. Um, for, I guess probably the same email list. Uh, this is halfway or you know, partway through recording How's this everybody album. doing? Uh, we're Socratic, we're hanging out in California, finishing up our record. We met so many lovely people when we were out here the summer recording, and uh, basically, this we're guy's got a fedora, okay. And the joke is, they have no friends on the beach, just one guy hitting the sand really hard with a stick or something. We'll be uh, on tour uh, this spring. I'm not sure who with yet, but definitely come and see us. And we love to see you. Introduce yourself and uh, have a great, man. great yeah. New Year's. Uh, it's, it's... Ooh, and then they go play your favorite song. Yeah, sitting on the beach, just a couple of bros with their, or you know, three <laughs> bros with their acoustic guitars singing about being a boy in a magazine. Love it. And then okay, so you had mentioned that they were a late signing. This was the uh, e card that Drive Through Records sent out after they signed them, along with another band called Adelphi, which we probably won't be talking about. So apparently, Drive Through Records felt the need to just send out a notices letting people know they signed new bands. I guess. That's Adelphi, and then the second part of the E card is uh, Director Welcome's It's a very different look they had back then. For sure, yeah, especially, yeah, especially the, the guy on the far left in the first picture. Yeah, this is the uh, less embarrassing fashion. <laughs> yeah, I guess they really leaned into having embarrassing fashion. Okay, uh, let's get on. We've got like a couple covers. So the first one, I think this should work, even though it's audio in a different window. We literally just a few days ago decided we're going to add a few records to this collection. This is one of them. I had sent a message to our good friend Skylar, also known as Make Belief, um, and he said he he could make us some night course for this new batch, but you know he had like a less than twenty four hour notice, so he didn't get us one for this, which is fine. I didn't want to step on his toes. So instead of doing a Nightcore version, before we started recording, I did a really fast, uh, I guess you could say maybe really slow, Daycore version of May I Bum a Smoke. And look, tell me if you can hear this. Daycore. Oh, it's a uh, chop, not slop. Okay, feeling that, feeling that. Feeling that. It's definitely a very. I don't know why anyone would have listened to this. Cody into this for sure. <laughs> I 
Oh man, I'm gonna listen to some DJ Screw tonight. <laughs> some what now? DJ Screw. Oh okay. You, you, that's what uh, that's what that is. It's chopped and screwed. Well, I thought chopped and screwed was the one where like. Well, that's well, that's only if it's made by DJ Screw, but it's traditionally called chopped, not slopped. Oh, okay. I thought that was where it's like, I don't know. I thought decor was just where it was slowed down and pitched down. I don't know. Oh. I, have, I thought it was like just basically the idea of it being the opposite. Maybe it of is. Yeah. 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 According to Urban Dictionary, decor is just the opposite of nightcore. I don't know. Either way. I didn't want to step on Skylar's toes, so I just did the opposite of what he did. And we didn't have to look at weird, some weird anime picture. Yeah, that's that's a good point. No, no weird anime today. Okay, same song. This is like one of the only covers I could find of this band. Uh, this is someone named Fight Club Freak. Say, <laughs> it's, a, it's a, a female doing. Uh, acoustic guitar take on this. She's a Fight Club freak. She's a Fight Club freak. This is from November of 2012 and has 88 views. Oh, and one thing that I thought was funny when I found this in the uh, in the comments, or I guess like the description, she says, I don't condone smoking, just a song about being happy. Uh-huh. So she wants to be very clear that Nerd. even though yeah, right, even though it's about smoking, she doesn't condone that. Okay, so that was, that's fine. She's a narc, sure. Yeah, she's uh, a narc. So I want to make sure that I and I maybe I'll have to cut this out, but I just want to make sure, based on what you saw there, she appeared to be Asian. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the, the only other video I could find by her was a uh, a cover of her doing the song Yellow by Coldplay, which we've heard on this pod before, as done by the early November. But she calls the song Yarrow. Oh. And uh, so <laughs> that's not me saying that. I'm not trying to be stereotypical. I just want to put out there that this is an Asian person. Uh, who is doing a cover of the song and she's calling it Yero. Uh, I tried really hard to listen and see if that's how she's pronouncing it. But on top of the fact that she's done it as an acoustic version, she then made it Nightcore. Oh, wow. Can't tell if she's saying yellow or yellow. I hear yellow, but it's really funny that she called it yellow. <laughs> yes. So, uh, and she said, the first song I learned in a long ass time, I apologize for all the high notes. I couldn't hit all the parts I skipped. I do sort of play a little faster than the original. I guess that's a, a nod to the fact that she's I love I love Fight Club Freak. <laughs> And this song has even less views, 80 views. It's been out there for almost 10 years now. Wow. I wonder where Fight Club Freak is now. I don't know. Yeah, she looked like she was a teenager back then, so she maybe she's like in her 20s or 30s. Maybe she joined a fight club. Hopefully. Now, are you a fan of the Talking Heads? I am. Okay. Does the song I Zimbra mean anything to you? No, not I'm really. not a big talking head. I'm not a talking head. I, 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 I know the hits for the most part, but I love the hits. 
Anyway, this is Socratic and a band called The Ugly Club covering the Talking Heads song I Zimbra in 2012. Oh, that's actually not terrible. No. Like, so like, they can play good music. She's not to. <laughs> She's not to. So that's that's really all I've got. It, there was no covers, just just my decor version and and the uh, the Fight Club and, freak and Yebro. Yes, Yebro, Yebro, and then you know, the great the great uh, the Christmas e card. So not not a lot of content this week, which I I feel like is, is fine since. You seem to be ready to be done with this band. Yeah, this band could they could they could so crap my balls. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't, I don't, I'm trying to. <laughs> they could so they can so crap so yeah. instead of Socratic. Socratic, yeah. Socratic, so take my Socratic, my balls. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, is that your your final thought then? Those are my final thoughts. All right. Yeah, my final thought is this album is su- uh, suck. No, see, that was a Freudian slip. This album is sick. And please don't <laughs> cancel me for playing Yarrow. Yarrow. <laughs>